Hello and welcome to another episode of Gen Z Frenzy, the podcast that ensures no one's voice gets lost in the frenzy of our supercharged world. Today, in the spirit of the Olympic Games, or now more accurately, in the spirit of the end of the Games, past tense, we have an interview on the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. After being postponed due to the global outbreak of the deadly coronavirus, many spectators and athletes were thrilled when Japan announced to continue the Olympics. However, there was a lot of pushback from the actual country as it is clear we are still not out of the dark. To gain an insider's look at the whole Olympics, I talked to my uncle who moved to Japan from China. Since he only knows Mandarin and Japanese, and I only know Mandarin and English, there is a slight language barrier. So the entire original recording was done in Mandarin. So please bear in mind that the translation is only a rough translation of what he said. Now, with all those technicalities aside, I hope you enjoy this Olympic special. time to talk to me this morning. Well, it's actually your evening now. <laughs> First, could you please introduce yourself? 好,我是1999年从成都到日本留学,然后呢, he says, in 1999, he moved from Chengdu to Japan to study abroad. Then, after he got his master's degree, he entered one of Japan's largest tourist company, where he managed many Chinese tourists entering Japan. He worked there for around seven years before he quit to start his own business. The time he began this business just so happened to align with the Diaoyu or Senkaku Island dispute, where China and Japan fought over territory control over an uninhabited island. The political conflict prevented a lot of tourism between the two countries, so, as a result, his business failed. However, the following year, he received an offer from the biggest Chinese tourist company, Citrip. There, he worked as the lead representative for the Japanese branch for four years. He then quit his job and tried to start another company. This time, the company handled not only tourism but also consulting, targeting Chinese businesses that were seeking opportunities in Japan. But that was only until coronavirus began, which had a huge impact on his business, like the cancellation of the 2020 Olympics. It was going to be a huge financial opportunity for his company, but it never ended up happening because of the pandemic. Even if it's still going on, the Olympic has little to no economic opportunities for him. He adds as well that his house is within a 20-minute walk of eight different Olympic stadiums. 
He says he just came back from a run where he passed the pool where both the swim races and diving competitions are being held. He adds, I just saw a bunch of buses with all the athletes from different countries drive right in front of my face. Wow, how do you feel about being right in front of all these talented athletes? It must feel very bizarre. He says it is really strange for him and that perhaps if he could have been in the audience, it would feel a bit more normal. But this time, while the games are still happening all around, it feels like there's a huge distance between him and the actual Olympics. Down the road where he runs, there are lines of police officers with zero audience members. So even he has to watch the Olympics through the TV. He says, I think for us and the athletes, of course, it is truly a shame. It really is. I still remember the last time I went to Tokyo, you actually pointed out where they were beginning to build the stadium. But when I got to see it in its completed form of television, while it was very grand and spectacular, it was also a really sad sight with all the empty chairs. So. Since you live in Japan right now, I was wondering if you could share how you think Tokyo residents feel about the Olympics. Do you think they generally are in support of it or have more criticisms about its continuation? Uh, he says from what he can tell, it seems that the majority are actually very opposed to the continuation of the Olympics. Many don't understand the point of even having the Olympics, especially since many Japanese made countless sacrifices for the games to even happen. Still, he says he had always hoped for it to continue because he believes that having it is better than not having it. He says, otherwise all of our efforts are for naught. The problem is that as the Olympic begins, the cases of coronavirus in Japan are increasing as well. He says after checking the news today, he found that in Tokyo alone, the number of infected had increased to over 3,000, which is the highest it's been since the pandemic began. Yesterday was 2,800, today is 3,000, and the day before was around 2,000. So he believes that it can only get worse from here. So he isn't surprised that so many Japanese people are actually opposed to the Olympics continuing. They not only had to pay high taxes to fund the construction of all the stadiums, but now they can't even participate as audience members and also must face the increasing threat of coronavirus. While there are a few who would object, the majority follow the Japanese custom to avoid ever directly opposing someone else. At least for him, he has yet to hear someone say they're in support of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. I see. So even if they aren't outwardly upset or saying their critiques, many are still unhappy with their country's decision deep down. Now, I read an article that said, by and large, every country that has hosted an Olympics loses money. So, given our current circumstances, do you think Japan will be in greater debt? 
、呃，对，这次应该我想，呃，首先呢，我通过这次疫情感能够感切身感觉到，其实日本真的是一个蛮有钱的国家。He feels after everything that has happened, he has gained an understanding of just how wealthy Japan is as a country. They supplemented and supported the country's economy with financial aid for this year and a half, including his business. It was thanks to the government's help that his company was able to hold out until now. But considering the extreme costs of the Olympics, he thinks that Japan has reached a dangerous point. While you can't say that Japan doesn't have any more money anymore, if things continue as they are for another year, he believes that there will be long-term consequences. Additionally, to make matters worse, Japan has suffered an increase of COVID-related problems this year as well. 我也今我呃，顺便告诉你，我前天刚刚打完第二针。Continuing on the COVID topic, he also added that he had just received his second vaccine shot the day before. Oh, how do you feel? 发了一天烧。He had a fever all day. 呃，所以说这个呃，他们既希望能够在十月份以后，这个能够慢慢恢复正常。Currently, they are still hopeful to be returning to some sort of normalcy after October. But looking at the current news with the new Indian variant, and considering the fact that the Olympics will be dragging out until September, whether this is still possible after the games end is still uncertain. Yeah, right now the future is kind of hard to imagine. So, sort of diverting from our conversation on COVID nineteen, but still a question I am quite curious about related to the Olympics. On the news, I saw that in this year's Olympics opening ceremony, the final torchbearer was Naomi Osaka. Do you have any thoughts on that? He says that the news started a lot of controversy around him and generally surprised him. For one, even though she is mixed, as her father is Haitian and her mother was Japanese, she spent her entire childhood in the U.S. and can hardly speak Japanese. So, in his opinion, she is actually more like an American than a Japanese. So, as a result, her connection to Japanese culture and the people there is. His second reason is that she's still very young. In the competitive tennis world, while her career has taken off, she is still struggling a lot with her mental health. After she withdrew from the French Open, she went on hiatus. Thus, suddenly assigning her to be the final torchbearer after this kind of a break has become both a topic of concern and dispute in Japan. As expected, after losing her match, she started to show signs of emotional instability as soon as the game ended. So once again, this whole ordeal has given Japanese people more reasons to judge her. 嗯，我个人是认为，可能选择她作为这个奥运火炬手呢，有呃，那么日方可能是想世界展示自己的这种国际化。He believes that choosing Naomi was Japan's attempt to demonstrate their diversity to the world during the Olympic Games. But in this instance, he believes that their judgment was flawed. Well, I'll admit I'm quite out of the loop as I'm not very interested in tennis and don't quite understand the situation very well. But all I can say is that I was also pretty surprised to learn she declared Japanese citizenship last year.
Anyway, for the last question, even though it isn't as serious as the previous ones, it is still a very important question. Now, are you cheering for China or Japan? He said, "Of course, I'm cheering for China." 嗯，而且据我所知，在日本的华人其实呃，基本上大家都是在为呃中国加油。He also found that many other Chinese people living in Japan are also doing the same. While he still considers himself Chinese, he's also found that regardless of one's nationality, a lot of his friends also support China. Seeing China's strength and Olympic performance. It doesn't matter what position they are in. He believes that the happiness and loyalty to one's home country is naturally inherent to a person. So he thinks he'll definitely be on Team China this Olympics. I think a lot of time with the 2020 Olympics, we focus a lot on the money spent and the opportunities lost. But seeing all those people together doing what they love gives us hope that maybe our world can heal, even though this year's Olympics was an extremely one-of-a-kind one. All right. Well, I'm looking at the time, and there isn't a lot of time left to talk. But thank you for bringing us this new perspective today. Thank you. Editing and translating all that sure was a chore, but I hope you were able to gain a new perspective of this year's Olympics in this episode. This year has just confirmed to me that everything has two or more sides, like a coin or dice. There is hardly ever an absolute right or wrong when making a decision, especially during the pandemic. In the dangers of the virus, we must also balance and grapple with the dangers of allowing the virus to control our society, economy, and personal lives. Perhaps it is destiny that we must learn to adapt and cohabitate with the Xinguan or coronavirus. <laughs>